0: Hello, and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast where we help connect you to your persecuted family through prayer. Uh, My name is Andrew. This is Nicolette.
1: Hi, everyone. Uh, When the 2023 World Watch List was released, uh, one of the things we saw was a return to the familiar for the top spot, and that was North Korea returning to the number one spot. As some of you may know, North Korea has been number one ever since 2002, with the exception of last year, 2022. It's a country of immense pressure and violence towards Christians. Yeah,
0: it's it's illegal to be a Christian, illegal mm-hmm. to own a Bible. If you're found out uh, as a Christian owning a Bible, you and likely your entire family will be sent to uh, a brutal labor camp if you're not killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so today there are an estimated 60,000 Christians in prison camp in North Korea for their faith in Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, which is just crazy to think about and that means that there's actually more Christians in prison in North Korea than there are prisoners in the prison system at all in Canada. Um, So that's just wild to think about. Um, The stories that you hear from Christians in North Korea are just absolutely heartbreaking and yet we also hear about their perseverance, about how Christians continue to follow Christ, even when the conditions are so dangerous.
0: Yeah, yeah. So on today's podcast, uh, we wanted to learn more, to talk more about North Korea mm-hmm. uh, and North Korean Christians. So we're going to actually share an interview of two of our secret field workers uh, who uh, serve North Korean women who have escaped into other countries.
1: Yes. So this episode will be a little longer than usual, but it's because we wanted you to hear the whole interview. So just be aware of that. Um, also, for security reasons, we can't have the actual field workers speak. I, I, I'm sure you understand, um, but we're going to reenact the interview. In yeah,
0: yeah, like reenact <laughs> is yeah. an interesting word. I'm going to read the questions, yes. Nicolette is going to read the answers. Sure. Yes. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and there's actually two field workers that were interviewed, and she's going to read the answers for both of them, mm-hmm. and their names are Sister R and Sister J. Uh, So why don't we just jump right into the interview, Nicolette. Uh, Can you describe the typical experience of a North Korean woman, a woman who flees North Korea?
1: North Korea is normally very closed and people cannot really travel outside the country. But also inside the country, they have to get permission to travel from place to place. In the early 90s, there was a great famine in the country called the Arduous March about three million people died of starvation. So people had to travel out to earn money to support their families inside the country. So when women flee the country, it's normally because of their financial situation.
0: Right, and so is there still famine in the country?
1: After the arduous march, things slightly improved, but after the pandemic, the experts say there is now a second arduous march because the government had to close the borders and block people from traveling in order to, pre- to prevent the virus from spreading. And that caused a serious famine inside the country. So it is very difficult now too.
0: Okay. Yeah. What risks do women take to cross the border?
1: Normally to travel legally, they have to get permission from the government, but you have to be a government official or very high class to get permission. So many of them flee illegally and they automatically become traitors to the government and to the country. Mm -hmm. If they are caught in another country, they will be brought back to their home country where they will get a trial and possibly go to prison. If they are caught with any evidence that they have had contact with uh, any Christian people or South Koreans, they will be sent to a political prison camp or in a serious situation, they will be executed. If someone is caught with Christian materials, the government will look for their family and the whole family will be sent to the political prison camp, even though the family are innocent. There are also risks during the process of escape. When the women travel outside North Korea, it's usually at night. Usually they travel through the river, which means they could be caught by the guards or they could drown in the water.
0: Yeah, very, uh, very dangerous.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: When the women get to China, what problems uh, are they likely to face there?
1: As the women travel illegally, they normally need a broker, and sometimes they are deceived by the brokers. At first, the brokers tell the women that they will connect them to a safe place where they can find jobs, but many times the women are sold into marriages. Some of them are trafficked into the countryside where they are sold to Han Chinese families to have a baby or to be a wife. But as illegal wives, they are not official, formal wives. They are like women who have a baby for their house. So Chinese officials never allow them to have official documents, no passport, no ID, so they don't exist in China. Any ladies who are captured by the officials or by police have to be deported back to North Korea because they escaped illegally. Those women are hiding around the remote areas in the mountains and the countryside. And our lady field workers go to visit their villages to have Bible study groups.
0: Right. So can you uh, explain then how the women's ministry, these Bible study groups and whatnot, Mm -hmm. help these women?
1: So when the women first visit the Ladies' Bible Study Group, they are very confused, really suspicious of what's going on. They never listen to other people, they are just focused on themselves. There are so many quarrels and fights inside the group. But as the years go by, the sisters come just to hear the talks from the field workers and to share the Bible verses. Uh, Through this, they encounter Jesus Christ. They really listen to the Bible verses and sermons, and sometimes they get baptized. Uh, Some even volunteer to be the leader of the group, so they can better understand other sisters and care for them as well.
0: Mm. So what kind of persecution do these women face after they become Christians through this lady's ministry?
1: Even in China, being a Christian is not easy. Mm. If the ladies come to the ladies' ministries, they are taking risks all the time. Any time, they could get captured, deported back to North Korea, or imprisoned. We recently shared about a lady who came to China and got captured and deported back to North Korea. And she was in prison for several years because she was taken by the Chinese officials from the Bible study meeting. But it was an illegal meeting, so she was guilty in view of both the Chinese and North Korean officials. But we really praise God because she was able to come out of the prison and get back to China. She is now in South Korea, but after she came to South Korea, she stopped going to church, so it was not really a happy ending. She doesn't have bitterness from what she experienced. She still loves to meet the people from the Bible study group, and she really desired to meet our field workers her story is still going on.
0: Mm. Well, we will be praying for her. So how do the women uh, inspire you in your own faith?
1: North Korean refugee ladies have lived a really miserable life, so I cannot even imagine having to keep my faith in that situation. But they never lose their hope. They are so excited to know Jesus Christ, even though they are still suffering and they are still hiding. They are really full of joy in Christ. They do not complain about their circumstances. They give thanks for everything, even the small things they have and the small things we share with them. They give thanks to God and they give thanks to us. And not only us, they also give thanks to all the supporters, though they have never met them and they don't know their names or their faces. God's grace is really powerful. They are overflowing with joy and hope. I think that is only from God. It is only possible because God really walks with them in their lives. Of course, there are many stories without happy endings, but there are also so many successes and victories. That's why we can keep doing this ministry, even though it's really difficult. But we have power and energy from God, so we can still do the work. We feel God's presence, and God is really working through our ministry. We need a lot of prayer from supporters all around the world. It's not just us who are doing this, but all of us are working together and are working for God's kingdom. That's why we can do this work. We can keep doing it because of all the supporters, because of your prayers, and your physical support.
0: Yeah. So, when you start to share the gospel with the women, is it difficult? Do you experience resistance?
1: Of course, it's difficult, yes. We hear many testimonies from our field workers saying the women never open their hearts at all. They are all brainwashed by the North Korean regime, so the first time they come, they are really afraid to hear the gospel. Our field workers and older ladies from ladies' ministries pray a lot to bring one person to our ministry. Each time they bring one new lady, we need more and more prayer, because they really are against Christ and against Christianity. So one new lady is really precious Mm -hmm. for us. When we hear that one visitor or one new person has come to our ministry, it's really precious.
0: So, if if they're against Christ at the beginning, why do they even come?
1: The meetings are not open for everyone, but each lady in the ladies' ministry brings another person along. It really takes time for them to bring just one person into the ministry. And at the beginning, it's really difficult to open their hearts. They don't want to come. They are really afraid to come to the meeting and hear the gospel. So, we have to pray a lot to prepare ourselves and prepare her to come to the meeting. And God will be the one who opens her Mm. heart it's really difficult for one person to come to Christ.
0: So can you tell us maybe a bit about the risks involved in this ministry and what security precautions are in place?
1: We have to take risks. Sometimes we are not protected, but even though it's risky and we know it's not safe, we still have to do it. We cannot prevent all the risks, but we do everything we can to protect ourselves and the people that come to our meetings. So everything is really hidden. The meetings are in secret, so they cannot be tracked down or Mm. followed by anyone. But the women are really ready for the risk. They're still coming because they really want to learn more about Mm. the Bible and to know Christ more. Mm
0: -hmm. So uh, what would be the consequences if, if the work you do was discovered?
1: Because the meeting is a Christian meeting, that means those women were involved in Christianity, which is the big enemy to the country's government. That means the women will possibly be sent to a political prison or they could be executed. Also, the location of the meeting will be closed down to avoid any more risks. The field worker will have to find another place that is far away in the countryside so that no one will be suspicious of anything that's going on. And if things go very wrong, the field workers will have to escape too. And maybe the whole ministry could be shut down.
0: That's a lot of risk. Mm -hmm. So if someone was to ask you, is it worth it to take such big risks, what would you say?
1: Our physical survival is important, but so is our spiritual survival. That's why God calls us to be here. God loves each of these women so much. So God is waiting for North Korea and North Korean people, even though they are a very closed country. Mm We cannot go in and share the gospel in front of everyone. This is the only way we can do it, even though it's in a secret and hidden way. We really want to share God's love to them, and to let them know that there is an amazing God who helps them, who will be with them all the time. We have to share that, even though it's risky. Sometimes the lady workers have to travel long hours, and there is risk that during the travel, there could be some threats or mistakes made as well. Also, the women who come to the meetings may not even care about God um, or and they just want to share about how difficult their lives are, and they could just or they could just come to get funds. But our field workers would say that it doesn't matter how much time they spend or how much effort they put in because it's about spreading the gospel to those women, and these women symbolize the women of North Korea. It's also about strengthening the church inside North Korea. We can't go inside the country, but these women will eventually form a church in North Korea.
0: Mm-hmm. So what would happen to the ministry if if you didn't receive prayer and financial support from around the world?
1: The ministry itself is based on the prayers of the, our brothers and sisters around the world. Because they face so many risks, they really need your prayers. There are times where they are traveling, where they are caught by the guards and their ID is checked, Those are very dangerous times because the ministry's location could be revealed. But then the guards check the people in front of them, and they just pass over the field worker and check the people behind them. And they think, what's happening? Why don't they check us? And then they say, oh, surely it's a miracle. Mm. So through the prayers of our brothers and sisters around the world, they avoid danger. There are many testimonies from the field workers that they experience something very unusual and something very heavenly because of your prayers. There are times where they are discouraged because things just seem so closed down and they don't seem to be working. But during their prayers, they feel that surely there's brothers and sisters around the world that are praying for me. And because of this, I suddenly have this light or this courage inside Mm -hmm. of me. That's how they feel. Our ladies' ministry is not only done by us. We are all doing it together. We are just going out to share the gospel, but you are the ones who send us there. We're like a team, so we need your support a lot. Of course, there is God first. God wakes you, and He gives you a heart to support us and to pray for us, so we're all like one team. Without your support and prayers, we can't do anything, so please pray for us.
0: Yeah, wow. One last question. What would you say to a supporter who is given towards this work?
1: First, we thank God for every supporter. We can do the ministry because you pray for us, because you support us. God is using your support, and God is answering your prayers through our work. So even though you can't see it with your own eyes, there is so much spiritual fruit from your prayers and support. Maybe someday soon we can all come together and thank God and worship mm. together, but now we can't do that. So we are doing the work, but we need your support even though it's invisible. Thank you so much for what you are doing.
0: Well, what an incredible experience to hear from the heart of these two secret field workers. You now, as they mentioned time and time again, Nicolette, in that interview, it is it's only because of the prayers of God's people that mm-hmm. they are a- sustained and able to continue. Yeah. And so I think the best thing we could do for, now, for them now is to pray for them.
1: Absolutely. So Sister R and Sister J gave us some prayer points to share, so here they are. They ask that we pray for the ladies who come to the meetings, that they would come despite opposition.
0: And we want to pray for the meetings themselves, that they would the meetings would be protected and, and uh, from prying eyes and ears.
1: We also want to pray for the field workers who are ministering to these women, that God would protect them.
0: Just as in a moment we're going to pray, I would encourage you to pray along uh, with us uh, as Nicolette prays. And and in the days and weeks to come, whenever you uh, hear about North Korea, you think about North Korea. I would encourage you to pray for Sister R, Sister J, and these women and this ministry. It is so important that we continue to pray for them.
1: Yes. So join us now as we pray. Lord Jesus, um, we are so encouraged and so thankful to be able to hear the stories of these field workers, um, Sister R and Sister J who help uh, these women from North Korea. We're we're just so amazed to hear these stories, to hear of your faithfulness, to hear that you are connecting all of us as one body of Christ, that you're able to use our prayers and support to help them. And they're able to do an amazing work for, um, uh, these refugees from North Korea that have escaped and are just left in such a, a difficult and broken place and um, we're so thankful that they're able to hear the gospel through um, these field workers. So um, we, we lift up the ladies that come to mm. these meetings, God. It was, it was really enlightening to hear how difficult it is to even bring one person to these secret gatherings. And um, we lift up each and every person that's, that's part of these Bible study groups. Lord, um, You see them, You know them, they are precious in Your sight and um, you know all of the difficulty and all of the hardship that they've walked through and um, we, we know that even though um, they um, may struggle to hear the gospel, it may be scary, um, we know that you are the light of the world and that your light can pierce through any darkness that they have faced, that you can transform them and that you can restore them and heal them. And um, we, we trust that you are doing that work and we ask um, and we pray for those that, um, that don't know you yet, that they will get to have um, the hope of salvation through uh, your sacrifice and through um, the amazing work of these field workers. Um, we, we just pray for them that they would get to know you and that their faith would be strengthened and that their lives would be transformed because of it. Um, We pray for these meetings that take place, God, that they would be protected. We pray that um, the places where they meet, the physical locations would be safe, that uh, people, uh, the wrong person won't stumble in on it, God, but that um, many people would be able to to gather together. Um, We pray that it would be safe from prying eyes, from Mm. people that are seeking to harm, um, the field workers and the ladies that are part of these meetings. Um, we pray that these meetings would get to continue, uh, that um, our ministry would not be shut down in these areas, but that it would uh, continue and that many lives would be uh, changed uh, because of it. And um, we also think of our uh, field workers like Sister R and Sister J. Um, Lord, we just pray that You would bless them for the incredible work mm-hmm. that they are doing. We pray that You would Renew them, restore them. That you, would prote- that you would protect them from burnout. That you would um, that you would be with them even as they face fear, um, as they're taking such immense uh, risk uh, to go and do this work. And yet, uh, Lord, I pray that they would be so fulfilled from the work that they are doing. And um, even if they don't get to see the results of the seeds they are sowing into lives, God, I pray that um, that they would just be so blessed by being able to be part of the work and that others would reap what the previous workers have sown and that this would just be a beautiful cycle of uh, these field workers investing into the lives and um, of uh, North Korean refugees. And um, we just pray that you would bless them and protect them and uh, be with their families and uh, just continue to guide them. And, uh, and uh, we are so thankful for your faithfulness for your faithfulness and for your guidance oh God. Um, We're just amazed uh, to get to hear about this work and um, we know there's so much more um, going on behind the scenes that we can't share um, because we want them to be safe, but um, we're so grateful for the little bit that we do get to know and hear about and uh, we trust that this amazing work will continue. Um, So we lift lift up this whole situation to you and uh, we are so grateful Um, and in Jesus' name I pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this interview and and getting an inside look into some of the ministry to North Korean women. Uh, Be blessed this week, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure to subscribe. And to find more ways that you can be praying for Christians where faith costs the most, follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada or visit our website, opendoorscanada.org. Thanks for listening.